recognize that simply the world he created is an expression of a God who truly loves, a God who cares so much about life and the variety of life and the beauty of life, that God created a world that truly could meet the various and diverse needs of all humanity. That love not only is expressed in simply the act of creation or the gift of this a world to humanity, but we also recognize the beauty of God's love in providing and meeting our daily needs. We just passed the season of Thanksgiving and we realize that many of us have so many things. We have been blessed so much that these are expressions of a God who really loves, a God who cares, that meets those needs. Many of us could tell stories, experiences in life of God's divine hand of protection. Again, that's an act of love. It's a demonstration of his goodness and favor upon us. When we think of all these many provisions, we say that God really loves us. Some of us, we've experienced that love, particularly when we bring our concerns, our burdens, our heartaches and troubles to God. And he answers the prayers exactly like we prayed. God is a God of love. He not only cares about us, but he listens to our prayers. He's concerned about our needs, and he meets the details of those many different things. But none of those expressions of love are as great as the way that God demonstrated his love in giving his son Jesus for our salvation. As we think about that love and the cost, the sacrifice of that love, we realize that God's love is immeasurable. We cannot fully describe it. We cannot uh, truly embrace that concept, but we can choose to say, God, I love you. The greatest commandment in Scripture is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We stop to ponder and think, what kind of command is that to love God? It's a privilege, it's a blessing. But indeed, it's the foundation of what all Scripture is about. Ultimately, when we think about love and its best description, is to look at the Word of God and realize that God has revealed His mind and His heart, and He put it in paper. He gave us His very Word so that you and I might be able to hold and ponder the concepts and the beauty of a God who truly loves. God loved the world so much that he gave. And we think about that gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. He gave his one and only begotten son. And whosoever believes in him, there's the promise. The promise is granted to us who humbly come to a place and we say we believe. We'd like to think that if somehow God were to uh, truly be the kind we would think, is you need to earn your salvation. You need to work your way up. You need to do this and do that. But God has not given us that definition. He has not promised us by means of your merit, your earning, your gaining. It's simply a gift. And a gift is not a gift unless it's simply given. And so our salvation is an expression of God's great love to a humble heart that simply says, I shall believe. There are kinds of things when we think about that concept of believing. It's not just an idea in our head, but believing is an expression of our appreciation for that love that God gave us. As we express that, we acknowledge Jesus 
is our Savior. When you and I realize that we have fallen short of what's pleasing and right to God, salvation is a great and rich blessing. To know that God would completely forgive, that he would fully pardon us for all of the things that we have done and for those things that have uh, changed our lives in, in ways that are not so pleasing. God has forgiven all that. That's believing, believing that he is the Savior. But we also recognize that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised, oh, if we confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. And so when we think in terms of the salvation of God, and we think in terms of not only believing that he's our Savior who takes away sins, but he is our Lord, the one we give our devotion and love and loyalty to. The Lordship of Jesus Christ is also part of the believing that changes our lives. Oh, we believe in his words. We believe in who he is. We believe in his leading and guidance as the good shepherd. We believe in these things, and the promise is, you and I shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life, we often think about the time when we depart from this world and we will live forever and all of the benefits and blessings that God has prepared for us. But there's a life that begins today. There's an eternal life that begins right now. There is a blessing that comes to us in humbly saying, Lord, I trust you. I believe and he quickens the heart. He allows the mind to be uh, aware of his beauty and his wonder. He allows the heart to respond in appreciation and value. He changes what's deep within us. Our attitudes get adjusted. Our motives change. Our inner heart condition truly changes. Eternal life is the blessing that Jesus gave right here and right now. And the beauty is, it never ends. That's eternal life. It's a new life that happens within us that allows us to experience life in its fullness and its richness and its beauty. But eternal life is, it's never going to end. The secret to that life is Jesus. And the secret to experiencing that is Jesus inside of us. And so Christmas is this opportunity, the precious truth that you and I can receive the Christ inside of us. Our salvation is indeed a relationship with the presence of God right here inside of us. How do we want to hand out the candles? We're going to have the kids handle those? How are we going to get them lit? We have the 